This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam also wants a nappy. Charlene is dotting her I's and crossing her T's. And we talk about why women are such fucking nags. Plus, we chat to South Africa's version of a first lady, Rachel Khaleesi. Stay tuned. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Lacquer. Good weekend? Ah, uh, so-so. Ray comes home tomorrow. Nice. Um... I guess my weekend will tie into my bombing at momming and bad mom moments. Let's hear it. So, somebody stole into our house in the night and took over my son's body. (laughs) A demon, I think. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing. (laughs) I'm actually sympathizing. If we don't laugh, we cry, right? Exactly. I don't know. I think it's a combination of age um, and feeling safe to be a dick around mom because mom will always love you. And also his dad's been away. And I've mentioned the past two or three episodes, his dad's been away and he's very emotional. Mm. Um, And again this week, if if it's not him trying to smack me or deliberately doing something that he knows is naughty or in tears, or just wanting a fucking uppy all the time. <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of it's one of those things. He's not just chilled, other than when he's watching TV. So that's part of my hashtag bad mom moment. Mm. Is that he's watched a lot of Paw Patrol. Um, while I get shit done, I've bribed him with the iPad <laughs> and still am making him breakfast in bed. Mom and Elijah's special moments, also known as when mom gets to get her shit done. Yes. Um, other than that, yeah, if he's not watching the iPad, he's either a dickhead or super emo. Um, so I really want an uppy because mm. last night I couldn't get any, like we, bath time took probably two hours. Bath time's become shower time so that I can get myself showered mm. while I'm getting him cleaned because I, I just had to kind of combine the chore. Yeah. Otherwise I get to bed, like I never get to bed actually because I'm just busy doing shit. And you still have stuff to do after Fuck he's gone all. to bed. Exactly. It's like I don't, we don't bath and go to bed together. I've still got a whole bunch of things that need to happen. Exactly. So, I mean, you try brushing your teeth with a, while holding a child, you know, and bending. I mean, you know this, Charlene. Yep. It's just, mommy wants to you, mommy. And I, he's literally like hanging onto my leg while I'm getting his dummy, filling his water bottle, putting the dishwasher away. And he just like, I'm the worst mom in the world because he wants an nappy and I can't give it to him. Mm. And then every now and like every five minutes, basically, I pick him up. Give him, giving him, give him an uppy, hug him, re- Take a moment reassure to, him, yeah. and uh, I mean it's it's needs it, more, it just needs, needs more. more, needs more, exactly. Mm. So when pray tell, can I get an uppy? Mm. Never, yeah, never. Yeah. So I was trying to, as I do, um, kill six hundred birds with one stone. He was busy watching the iPad, and I was busy shoving porridge into his face at the kitchen table, and putting on his shoes at the same time. So that we could get out the door. And this was on a day, I think it was Thursday or Friday. I had a meeting. Yeah, it's not like we're rushing to just get to school on time. I have to get to a meeting. We were rushing so that I could drop him off at school and so that I could deck it to Bryanston in rush hour traffic to be at a meeting on time. Mm. And it was important, you know, like... Mm. I know nothing's as important as your family and your children, no, no, no. but in order to feed your fucking family... You need to do you these meetings, land, and it's yeah. not everyone else at the meeting's fault that you're a mom and solo parenting and... And it's just not an excuse. So, somehow I did it. That's my bombing at bombing. Good for you. But, again, just sticking with my bad mom moment, as I'm putting on his shoes and I'm just like, cool, cool, let me finish with his porridge, feeding him his porridge, he kicks off the fucking shoes. And the only shoes I could get of late were ones with shoelaces. 
and not the like easy slip yeah. on ones. You got to undo the shoelaces for the foot to fit back in. Yeah. Redo the shoelaces and then they hold their foot their feet or the foot all cockeyed. So like, Can you straighten <laughs> or they kick your it. fucking <laughs> legs? I can get the shoe on your foot. Yeah. Um well at that stage I think over the past month and um that morning and my patience had run out. I'd reached the end of my tether. And before I knew it, I had grabbed his leg looked him in the face and said, you fucking do that again? Don't kick off your fucking shoe. And if you do that again, I'm going to give you a fucking hiding. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, I've never sworn uh, at him. Yes, yes. Before. Yeah. I've never let that slip. I know I'm a party mouth, but mm. I'm not in front of my kid. And it just bubbled be- out before of Before I knew it, mm. there it was. Mm. You know, and yeah, that was my bad mom moment. My bombing at momming moment was I took him to a movie yesterday to try and I was shouting at him the whole week, mm. you know? So I was just like, let's, I'm going to take him to a movie. It's going to be a nice surprise. How was, how was it? It was, it was great. How was his we behavior? We watched The Secret Life cool. of Pets too. He wouldn't sit and, and kudos to New Metro Cinema um, at Bedford Centre, they were lovely. We were the only two people in the cinema. It was one of the early morning shows, <laughs> and they really helped me. They helped carry our popcorn and and drinks stuff and stuff. Okay. And I told the lady, "I need to go to the toilet. Can you watch him?" The movie had already started. I said, "Can you just sit with him so I can?" He wouldn't let me. He was super clingy, and he wouldn't even sit in his own chair. I had to sit with him, and his behavior was he sat still for the movie, but twice he poured his popcorn out, and uh. instead of shouting at him, I gently put it back, and then he did it again, uh. and he ran away from me at some points. It was, and he, he yeah. I, I kind of feel like with those things, no good deed goes unpunished ever because yeah. I feel guilty about having shouted and being so impatient. Then you think, let me just take a, some time out. Let's do something nice with them that will be quality time and then they're just little dicks. They just carry on being dicks. <laughs> and you're like, why? And you're just like, it wasn't actually me. It no, was always you're you. You're not behaving like this because I'm <laughs> short-tempered and mean towards you. You're behaving like this because you're just being like this. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that's it. That's my shit show right now. Uh, you know what? It sounds like you are or you were at the place that I was a week ago yeah. with the kids. I've managed to reset my buttons a little bit. So this weekend it went a little bit better. I was not reduced to tears and a lot of swearing and general shouting until my voice hurts um, at my kids. So this past weekend was a lot easier for me but I and I think that's also why I feel like I I'm dotting my I's and crossing my T's back to school on Monday today is our first day back at school we've got you a made it you made it yes we've got a wedding coming up for a close family member we've got a trip a family trip away so there's a lot that needs doing we're headed heading into our busiest time of year at work so mm. there's a lot that needs doing so I just need to remain focused and concentrate and organize myself if I want to get through all of these things and so I think I'd say my bombing at momming would be that school started this morning, lunches were packed, school bags were ready, outfits were prepped the night before, everybody was dressed and ready, hubby was hustling, getting, helping, doing his bit, getting shoes on, breakfast made, out the door on time, only to hit a damn accident on the oh, freeway. Sure. So there's okay, always you something. made it, you made yeah. it, but well done. So I think, yeah, that, I'd say that would be my bombing at momming. I feel like I am at the risk of jinxing it, in control of things Doing all today, the things yes. and doing them right. And then I'd say my bad mom moment was that I took the laziest day yesterday. I did not get out of my pajamas until half past two in the afternoon, at which point I showered and brushed my teeth for the first time. I just, I was cold and the kids were not too badly behaved and they were kind of occupying themselves, so they didn't need me that much. Mm. So I just sat and vegetated and did nothing. I don't know if that's so bad. I think... I think that's good. There well was done. there was stuff that needed doing, and I just left ready. He cleaned always? the house. He did everything, really? and he worked. He had Gosh, a man. terrible week. It was so hard, such a tough week at work, and then still Sundays his only day off, and I leave him to 
<laughs> to do all of that. Did I, you guys I feel say bad anything now. to each other about it? No, he's just... he actually doesn't complain about things like that. Okay. I would complain. If that was me, I would be like, bitching. Like, I've been working. You're just sitting there. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Shame, man. He's a good guy. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's mine. I didn't I didn't do as much swearing. You're saying, and I swore at my child. I've never swore at my child. I'm like, this weekend, I didn't do as much swearing <laughs> at my child as, usual, as I usually do. Yeah. Okay, look, um, there's a lot to be done. It feels like you've already tied, um, tied the knot at the end of your rope. So what I wanted to say was it's clear to me that we're each at the end of our rope. You've mm-hmm. already tied your knot. Well, as FD Roosevelt would say, I need to now tie another knot and hold on. Okay, cool, cool. But can we bitch about it first? Even more so than we've already done. <laughs> yes, for sure. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Okay, so I've titled this episode The Mother Load. Mm-hmm. In reference to an article that I found in Harper's Bazaar about emotional labor, which was such a apt concept mm. for me. And um, the article is titled Women Aren't Nags, We're Just Fed Up. And then um, the sort of subhead is emotional labor is the unpaid job men still don't understand so you know on this podcast we don't man bash because we've got it's not us versus them no but i've and i'd love to hear from a from a two dad headed household or even a two mom headed household how the gender constructs work here is it women or is it the primary caregiver, or, or what is it that makes us feel this way? So let me explain a little bit more about emotional labor. In this article, the writer is a mom and discusses what she asked her husband for for Mother's Day. This is what she wanted. She wanted a cleaning service. Now, and I, and I don't want to diminutize a man's brain. I, I, I think men are pragmatic and women do run w- more with emotions and mm-hmm. on, a, on another level. But a man will go, or someone who is pro- more pragna- pragmatic will be like, oh, you want a cleaning service. You need help with the cleaning, mm-hmm. right? That's it. And she goes on to explain, it's not that. It's not just the cleaning. That will happen. She wants someone to go onto Facebook and ask for recommendations for several cleaning services. Take control of the task at hand. Be the president of that, because Mm. that's how you would go about it. You wouldn't just go onto the yellow pages, look for the first cleaning service that comes up, and hire that cleaning service. Mm. No, 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 no. It's much more than that. If If you make that your task to find a cleaning service, I think she said mostly for the windows and the floors, Mm. you know? You would, that's exactly what I would do. I'd head to Facebook, to my local, you know, our area's kind of community page and go, I'm looking for recommendations for a cleaning service. This is what I want them to do. And you'd have several comments. Then uh, step two of the whole process is to vet. Yes. the actual service provider, send them emails, get quotes. It's a process. Yeah, and then finally take the decision as to who you're going to go with based on price and all of the other criteria that may weigh on your decision-making. Exactly. So um, her husband very pragmatically said, I'll do the cleaning. I'll do that. Why do you want to pay someone to... Yeah, why do you want to pay? Like, that's fine. You want, you want yeah, that? Yeah, you want the windows and the floors cleaned? I'll do that for you. Yeah. I'm happy to grab a scrubbing brush and some chemicals and get <laughs> stuck in. Yeah. Happily do that for like you. Just like Red got stuck into this morning's... Um, yeah, the, the, the usual duties. The, okay, he needs yeah. shoes, he needs a hoodie, he needs to brush and his Ray teeth. And does the same thing, mm-hmm. but they just like do. However, the... And then we still feel like we're doing more somehow. Right? Yes. Even though we didn't marry an asshole. Exactly. And they're very involved fathers. Okay, so this woman puts it into words for me. 
She carries on. After explaining what she wanted for Mother's Day and why she wanted it, she says, I was gifted a necklace for Mother's Day after asking now for the cleaning, the cleaning service. service. While my husband stole away to deep clean the bathrooms, leaving me to care for our children as the rest of the house fell into total disarray. In his mind, he was doing the thing I had most wanted, giving me sparkling bathrooms without having to do it myself, which is why he was frustrated when I ungratefully passed by, not looking at his handiwork, as I put away his shoes, shirts and socks that had been left on the floor. I stumbled over the gift box, the box of gift wrap he had pulled off a high shelf two days earlier and left in the centre of our closet. In order to put it back, I had to get a kitchen chair and drag it into our closet so I could reach the shelf where it belonged. <laughs> it sounds petty, but it it's is so, so true. true. Because I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, I, I love this. <laughs> Can I say, I didn't marry an asshole, but I did marry someone who, get, when he gets into the shower, he just strips and, and steps off of his clothes. Yeah, steps like literally one foot out of it and there it remains. And there it remains mm-hmm. until the magic fairies do something with those pajamas. Exactly. And God forbid I put his pajamas that he still wants to wear the next night into yeah, the washing. Because now where's my sleep shorts again? Oh, I'm digging in the cupboard. Where are my sleep shorts? And then I'm like, oh, shit. I literally <laughs> feel bad because I know he's going to be looking for his sleep shorts. And I walk past it instead of folding it and putting it somewhere where I know he'd look for it, I put it in the wash. I put it in the wash because that's the easiest. You, and I keep telling her, you're going to leave it on the floor. I'm going to put it in the wash. <laughs> to me, if it's on the floor, it's dirty. Yes. Also, exactly. also, just not to digress, but we <laughs> at bath or shower time, right next to the clothing, b- dirty bas- clothing bas- basket, right next to it yes. on the floor, yes. there it lies. Yes. You have to bend down to yes. put it on the floor, just like drop it into the basket. So we've got something similar happening in our house on, on another spectrum. We've got you cook boxes. Uh, there they are on their glory, Charlene. <laughs> And we give them to the school and the school uses them as toys and to be recycled and whatever. So I feel comfortable knowing that I don't waste. And they're going to good use. And they're going whatever. to good yeah. use. And sure, it was my decision to do that, but it's something our family does. Mm. And if I don't put those boxes in the car and carry go. them into the school. They won't go to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, (laughs) and I mentioned this to Ray at one point and he very lovingly put it in my car and I was like thanks put it in your car yeah like take it (laughs) to school now my car has got shit in it (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind doing it but I'm doing all the things already and he happily steps over things he does claim that I don't there's some things that bother him that don't bother me and he just doesn't mention them. He's yet to, to tell me exactly what they are. But, they, I mean, he, he lovingly goes and buys the cleaning products that our cleaning lady needs um, at a different shop because I typically go to Woolies to get the necessities or I make sure I order you cook or whatever. And he goes to the pick and pays or the checkers or whatever to Where get. Where pricing is a bit more yes. uh, 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 not affordable, uh, competitive. Yes, comes in and leaves the packet of detergents and that on the kitchen floor, and there it will stay mm. until the cleaning lady comes. And that's my that's my primary complaint is, no, who's going to pack it away? Who's going to do something with this stuff that you? Thanks for getting it. Can you just like? Can you? Mm, uh, yeah, mm, mm, <laughs> over there. they go in this cupboard. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> specific examples aside, I think we can go on forever, but. This is very real in that. And I want to know, are there, I would love for our listeners to get involved here. I mean, you can DM us privately if you don't want to air your dirty laundry. And at the risk of this sounding like a massive bitching session. And man bash, yeah. <laughs> or man bash. I just want to know, are we the only people that feel this way? Like, are there other women that, that feel this way? Because, and is it, like you said, is it a gender thing? Or is it just, are we just painful individuals? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's it's me and you and the writer of this article. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like maybe if it's in Harper's Bazaar, then maybe it's... It's legit, man. I'm going to believe in my heart of hearts that, that there are other women that feel this yeah. way. Look, we're laughing about it, but there are times that I like... I'm Just this morning, and I didn't even share this with you, I was just in tears. It might be hormonal and it might have been the Taylor Swift playing <laughs> in the car 
that drove me to to express my emotions. But I, I just burst into tears because Ray's coming home tomorrow and instead of being excited, I'm stressed because his flight lands at quarter to six, which means he'll probably come into the house at seven in the middle of getting ready to go to school, mm. which means your whole schedule is gonna be not even about the schedule. Do I tell my? Do I really tell my two year old? You haven't oh, seen right. your dad oh, in three yes. weeks. Oh yes, now you gotta go off to school. I you're going mm. to school. Do I really do that to him? Oh man! And so I quickly popped in. This is all part of the, the like things I do. You know, never mind. I have a job. Mm. Never mind. I had a recording to come to. Never mind anything else I got to do after this. I went to the principal's office and I was a ball of nerves and I was just like, this is what's happening. What do you, can I get some advice from you? And the decision was to the three of us go for breakfast. And then bring him to school. And then bring him to school a bit later at about 10, That's maybe nice. 11. Just so he doesn't get schnooped. And yes, I didn't see daddy and now I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that day then becomes very long for the poor guy. Mm. And so that's what I'm thinking of. And, and Ray just is excited to come home. He's mm. not thinking what time he's coming home. He's not thinking what that, not that he doesn't care about Elijah's feelings, far from. He didn't think of that. I did. That mm. was my emotional labor. That you, yeah, you had, to, you had to carry that angst because yeah. you want to spare your kid the heartache. Not that he doesn't, but he doesn't view it that way. He didn't even think about mm. it. He mm. just wants to get home mm. and get back into it. It's, and I wonder if it is, if we do it to ourselves to a degree. I, pr I, I presume we do, yeah. But how do you stop How do that? you stop because it from happening? At the end of the day, part of the emotional labor is thinking about um, they need to be signed up for some kind of primary school at some point. Oh, of course. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there aren't dads that take control of that. But in my household and in many households I know, the mom is the one who do goes school shopping. You know, I also think that, I, I think in my specific scenario, as much as all of this is also my reality, I think for the most part, knowing my husband, he just takes a back seat with these things and waits for my direction just because he knows how I am. But also trusts in your judgment. Yes, he trusts me so yeah. much in the decisions that I make that he feels I've got a handle on it. So that when I need his input or direction, I will rally him up and be like, okay, dude, so I've been thinking about X, Y, and Z. This is important. What are we going to do about it? This is what I was thinking. Yes. So he kind of, I, I, I'm presuming, and I haven't really had this conversation with him, but I'm presuming that he's sitting there thinking that it's going to happen because she likes to handle these things and it, this is her nature. So... One less thing for me to have to worry about. When the time comes for me to be involved, she will pull me in mm. and we will then go you know, forth with the plan. On discussing it with Ray, he's actually said the same thing. He's just like, but babe, you've got such a good handle on this stuff. I, you just need to direct me. And I'm specific in what I want and my mm. thought process. And so I am, I am the control freak that creates this situation. Good example I want to share last night um, – Jessie is, she doesn't fight sleep, but she just wrestles herself to sleep. She <laughs> is on her head. Then she shoves yeah. her face into, then yeah, she kicks yeah, yeah. me in the ear. And then she shoves, shoves her head into my stomach and tosses and turns. And then she giggles and then she rolls over like a rough and tumble until she eventually falls asleep. Yeah. while doing this it's yeah. the most bizarre thing but i want to <laughs> i want to set up like a camera in the bedroom and do a video of it and maybe we can do post like a time it one lap. day you should do a yes. time lapse of it yeah. yes so it's it takes like a good half an hour for her to just toss and turn until she finally like lulls herself off to sleep <laughs> yeah. okay and so last night um i was with jess and Rhett was with josh for bedtime and I went into the room, we all said goodnight. I went into the room with Jess, white noise on, lay down, trying to go through the wrestling, getting kicked in the face half an hour. And all this time, I'm anticipating that Rhett's in the other room with Josh doing the same thing. Um, then finally, after like a half an hour, 40 minutes when I came out, and Jess was asleep, it was already 20 to 9, mm. and Rhett was still on the couch with Josh watching the end of the World Cup cricket. 
Oh my god! And oh I was, my god! And I was just, and Red said to me before I went into Jesse's room, he said, "Don't worry, I'll do Josh's uh, bottle for the bed." I said, "It's fine, love. I'm busy now, so I'll just quickly do it. I'm busy here with the stuff now. I'm doing Jesse's, so I'll just do his because he cannot go to bed late tonight because tomorrow morning's the first day of school, and he's been going to bed late at night in school yes. holidays. So we got to like reintroduce that routine. Otherwise, tomorrow morning he's, he's going to be uncooperative. Mm. So he's like, okay, cool." So I went into the bedroom only to walk out and see the two of them on the couch breaking all of the rules because his dummy is not allowed out of his bed. There he is lying on the couch with his pillow and his dummy and the two of them are just watching the cricket. It's 20 to 9 on a Sunday night. And I walked out and my reaction was, no, love, I asked you so nicely. This is my response. (laughs) So he said, Oh, it's a half an hour. I didn't think it would be the end of the world. I was like, it's going to be the end of my world tomorrow morning when he doesn't want to cooperate with us to leave on time. And I left it at that. And I went into the kitchen and I packed the, the lunches, school lunches for today and whatever. And then he switched off the TV and took the kid to bed. And then Josh wanted to read a story. And, and then the whole wanted, bedtime routine So then the whole starts. bedtime routine still had to start. And then when dad didn't want to do the routine... Josh just wanted mom, but now I'm doing the things that I needed to do once the kids have gone to bed. Mm -hmm. So if he only wants me, then I can't do these things and you're not going to do them. So what is going to happen here? And so... Do you see how you fucked me? Do you see? (laughs) Unintentionally. It's a small (laughs) half an hour of bonding with your kid, but this screws with my life. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, Charlene, stop being such a control freak. He is this kid's father. He is a grown-ass fucking man, and he can make a decision whether he wants to send his kid to bed late, a half an hour, uh, to bed half an hour later, or whatever he wants to do. Yes, those things will have consequences, but tomorrow morning, he will step in, and we will handle it as a couple. And so, I apologized to him, and said, my reaction was, it was too strong. I didn't have to react that way. It's half an hour. You're a better woman than you're me, this Shani. kid's dad, and I should empower you to make decisions more. Sure, like, yeah, that's necessary. But, but you're still a better woman than me. <laughs> I don't want to carry my husband's balls around in my no, bag. No, no, you don't want to, because that's another thing you're gonna have to carry. I know. I'm fucking. I, I carry enough shit around. So, so okay, yeah, here's something. How often have you had to ask, or have you said to yourself or to your husband, "I just don't want to have to ask." I have not had to do that a lot lately. I think about six or eight months ago, we had a bit of a frank discussion about the division of labor at home. And it was along the lines of these things where I said to him, this is our house. We are a team and I don't want to have to ask you to do things. You know in the morning when we have to be somewhere, the nappy bag needs to be packed. The kids' teeth need to be brushed. I don't want to have to say to you, will you help me to just brush Josh's teeth while I do this with Jesse? Would you help me? I don't want to have to ask you because these things need to happen regardless of what I'm doing. You need to read the room and slot in. Yes, we're both parents and all these things need to happen. So we may as well just get stuck in and do them. Yeah. So, okay, back to our um, Harper's Bazaar article. Um, the writer here. So it also just takes so much energy, right? Mm. I'm sure that conversation eight months ago. It did. And then the, takes a the lot of fear energy. of offending him for Absolutely. making him feel like he's not doing enough around the house, which is not what I'm saying. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Listen to what this writer says. The, the crying, the snapping at him, your husband, it all required damage control. I had to tell him how much I appreciated the bathroom cleaning, <laughs> but perhaps he could do it another time, like when our kids were in bed. <laughs> then I tried to gingerly explain the concept of emotional labor, that I was the manager of the household and that being manager was a lot of thankless work. Delegating work to other people, i.e. telling him to do something he should instinctively know to do, is exhausting. I tried to tell him that I noticed the box of wrapping at least 20 times over the past two days. He had noticed it only when I was heaving it onto the top shelf instead of asking for help. 
Mm. The whole explanation took a lot of restraints. And then when they catch you doing that thing where you're like wrestling this box, why don't you ask me? I'll get down. I'll get up there and do that. Or I get like frazzled and and all of a sudden very overwhelmed that it renders me useless. Like it's part, it's it's very similar to a panic attack, not full-blown panic attack, but I just, I like... I'm, I can't breathe, and then I've got a meeting, and this, and I'm packing Elijah's lunch, and I'm and Ray says, "Why do you let it get to the stage where you become overwhelmed? Why don't you speak up sooner?" And this is why. Um, again, Harper's Bazaar puts it into such um, perspective. Perspective. My husband, despite his good nature and admirable intentions, still responds to criticism in a very patriarchal way. Forcing him to see emotional labor for the work it is feels like a personal attack on his character. 100%. If I were to point out random emotional labor duties I carry out, reminding him of his family's birthdays. Yes, I do that. Uh, Carrying in my head the entire school handbook and dietary guidelines for lunches, updating the calendar to include everyone's schedules, asking his mother to babysit the kids when we go out, keeping track of what food and household items we are running low on, tidying everyone's strewn about belongings, the unending hell that is laundry. He would take it as me saying, look at everything I'm doing that you're not. You're a bad person for ignoring me and not pulling your weight. Exactly, exactly that. That's it. And we always say, I didn't marry an arsehole. I didn't. No, and he's not an arsehole. And so I leave. I personally tend to leave it until I'm 100% overwhelmed because I feel bad to say, why the fuck are your pajamas on the floor? Mm. Why are the yukuk boxes still in the doorway? And Can I feel you bad for something? always being the one that nags. I, exactly. I genuinely feel like, you know what, Charlene, in the greater scheme of things, do these fucking things really matter? Yes, they annoy me, but does it really matter to complain about them annoying you? Just... For the sake of getting along, just let it slide. But I can't because it gets to me eventually. Yes. To get back to this little humdinger that we had last night about the kid going to bed late. When I said, I asked you so nicely and I realized that I was too harsh. And and when I apologized about it to say, listen, I'm so sorry. I overreacted. That was unnecessary. You're the kid's dad. You can decide whether he goes to bed at 10 or fucking 11. We're going to have a shit show tomorrow, but it's fine. You're an adult and you can. You made the decision knowing that. Yes. And I'm not here to undermine your authority as a parent. We're equals in this thing. And so, um, um, he then said to me, "No, you, you were. It was not unfounded. Your reaction. It was. It was bad parenting on my part. It, the kids. It's a fucking cricket game. Um, yes, it's the World Cup, but the kids' well-being and getting a restful night before his first day and back not at being school, shat on all day the next. All yes, morning and then the being day, in yeah. trouble with him, us because he get he gets in trouble with us because we're impatient because he's not cooperating. It's not his fault. He's going to be tired because we didn't give him enough rest. So it's, it's, it was an irresponsible thing of me to do. And I, I mean, what bad parenting? What it, it's terrible of me. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, you're no. coming down on yourself a little too Don't hard. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And, I, and then I eventually said to him, I won't accept an apology from you because you have the right to make decisions like this but again you run the risk of making them feel like look at what you're doing wrong and how much I have to deal with and do right every day and that's not that it's not that at all (laughs) and there's no I don't know what the best way is to get that message across without hurting them or their feelings in that way or making them feel shit yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling down to the bottom of the article to see how it ends because it's got to be a nice ending to this. Uh, she says, "Let's let me just look. I'm scrolling all the way back up so that I could not call her Harper's Bazaar anymore. Her name is Gemma Hartley. Yes. <laughs> That's the writer. Okay, scrolling back down and... It ends off. I know it's not going to be easy for either of us to tackle the splitting of emotional labor, nor do I ever expect it to com- to be completely equitable. I'll admit that I probably enjoy certain types of emotional labor far more than my husband, like planning our meals and vacations. True. You want control of certain things. That's the thing. That's where it comes down to where they say, well, you just, you've you got like a to, handle And on you it. like to do these things. So yeah. I'll just let you run with it. Um, she carries on. I'm also more skilled at emotional labor on the whole because I've had the I've had my entire life to practice it. She does go into how girls 
know to do these things better than boys yes, because if, of the if, gender constructs. Yes, yeah. if the listeners read, to the, uh, read the full article, you'll see there's a section where she talks also about how our children are witnessing what we're doing. And so you can see, if you have a son and a daughter, how daughters are already quietly just going about the things that need to be done. But the boys, and when I read it, Jesse and so Josh true. are exactly like that. The Jesse's boys are being like, off. Look, mommy, look, I, I put my, my pants on. Yeah, exactly. Big and hurrah! You did something that needed doing. That is a j- yeah, just so a when task. The, when a dad changes a nappy, you're just like, yo, you're such an involved dad. Yeah, look at me what nailing the- this nappy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what like, the hell? Well, no one praises me when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Gemma hardly carries on, but if we're lucky. Um, the husband, um, he's got a whole lot of life left to hone his emotional labor skills and to change the course of our children's future. Our sons can still learn to carry their own weight and our daughter can learn to not carry others. Mm. So there isn't a hurrah, yes, fuck the man type of ending, but it's just like, let's all just be aware yes. that it is part of the way that we've all been brought up in the society that women do carry this load and that women are on top of those finer details. And for the most part, men are only going to, or our partners uh, are only going to go with what we give them. And so if I'm constantly controlling every scenario, every situation, then they are going to take a step back to let you go about your your merry way. That's where that comment comes from. But why why don't you ask? Like, just tell me, I'll help you, because I don't want to have to ask. But it, how are they supposed to gauge that if I'm generally just getting on with my shit, I just go through the motions and do my things? How's he supposed to smell that one day out of the effing blue? Now all of a sudden, I need him to get involved and True. and help because that's how I feel on that day. Charlene, I've got one last thing to say on this. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a message for Ray. <laughs> Is that a friend of mine back at Varsity was shocked and appalled with speaking about men who need more blowjobs or something like that. And she said to me, you know, I'm, I'm in a relationship and it would embarrass me if my husband had to ask or if my boyfriend at the time, if he had to ask for a blowjob. Uh-huh. And then she said to me, you shouldn't have to ask. Uh-huh. So I'm saying, Ray, <laughs> you shouldn't have to ask for a blowjob, my bud. But neither should I have to ask for you to pick up your goddamn pajamas. So, Charlene, we've got the Rugby World Cup coming up later this year. And on that, I have only this to say. If uh, rugby is as good as a religion in South Africa, then our captain, Sia Khaleesi, is the president or as good as. Which means his wife, Rachel, is the first lady. Would you agree? I definitely cannot agree more. (laughs) And much like Michelle Obama and her rocking arms came to overshadow old Barack just a little bit, I'm going to have to say the same is true for me. About Rachel. Okay, but not only is this woman a powerhouse among moms in South Africa, let's just slot in a mention here of her four children. She's made quite a transformation this past year. Jeez, and how. Okay, so confessions. <laughs> Don't be jelly, but I got to meet her this past weekend at the Joburg Leg of Rise, a road show currently underway, which is aimed at promoting a women empowerment initiative founded by Rachel and her trainer and health coach, Tammy Rostron. Not only did I get my ass handed to me by Tammy, I'm still feeling the burn three days (laughs) later, but the pair of them spoke so beautifully and honestly about their struggles and what they aim to achieve with this initiative. Honestly, I I feel like I need to share their version of the the whole story with our listeners. Well, I'm super jealous that I missed it, but thankfully, Rachel was gracious enough to join us on the show today, and we have her on the line. Welcome, Welcome, Rachel. Rachel. Oh, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Listen, we so appreciate your time and we know you're a busy woman, so we're getting straight into it. Uh, Something we ask all of our guests on the show is for you to tell us about your family. Who calls you mom? Um, 
Well, I have Liema, uh, who is 17, and Lipelo, who is 11, going on 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call me Rachel, and um, Nick, who is turning five later this year, and Kezi, who is turning two later this year, who call me mom. <laughs> Oh, hey. um, but you know what? You're mama bear to everybody, hey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the responsibilities don't make a difference. You still have to show up and, and do all of the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's all, of the, uh, all of the different dynamics all at once, for sure. Rach, so about Rise and, and your um, journey, it all started... Uh, about a year ago, I would say, after having Casey, uh, she's the same age as my little one, El- Elijah. Um, so, mm. and after having Casey and the rigmarole that carrying and birthing your baby puts your body through, you found yourself at an all-time low last year, and have mm. since also battled some significant headwinds. Um, mm. Take us back to that and tell us about what pulled you out and what got you to start hitting the gym. Yeah, you know. Um I really did struggle with my weight after having kids, you know, with um, Nick, I dropped it like it was hot. Like I had no problem like getting back into shape after um, having Nick. But with Kizzy, um, especially in the breastfeeding pro- process, um, I put on a lot of weight um, and I really just struggled to get motivated to start exercising again and um, to just get going again. And um, Pam had an experience that she was at a bra where um some guys had been talking about how um, great Sia was and how great, you know, he's saying his rugby is and all of that, but um, how sorry they felt for him that his wife had let herself go and she's not looking great, et cetera, oh et cetera. gosh. And um, Pam DM'd me on Instagram and said, um, do you want to come and train with me? And I've always enjoyed exercise. I enjoy any, um, any form of exercise and um, so I was definitely up for it, and I said absolutely. And she started like uh, she's very graceful and very gentle, but in a fierce kind of way. Um, and she just started this journey with me, and I was just so grateful. She was also going through a very tough time, and I was just so grateful to have her. And that she took me on the fitness journey, and um, it was so much more than just about getting in shape and you know uh, losing weight and all of that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's just something we wanted to make accessible to everyone because I almost felt like selfish keeping it to myself. And I was like, I would love for all women to be able to have a community like this um, that they could access. So tell us in this, in this year's journey, what have been some of the the lows because you must've had some setbacks. Mm, Definitely. You know, like being a mother of four and um, a wife to a woman, to a, <laughs> to a man that travels a lot, um, it can be very difficult to prioritize yourself. So um, I would just pour everything into my husband and his career or my children, making sure they're doing well at school, um, you know, making sure they have their social lives under control and, um you know, getting to all of their school events and making sure I'm at all of their school events. And yeah, I just wanted to, um, I had to learn to prioritize myself and I got very distracted at times, um, really just focus, focusing on what I needed and making time for myself. So it's, I had to learn to do that. It's so easy for us to to force ourselves to take a back seat always because we tend mm. to always put everyone else's needs. It's just, it's your motherly instinct. You just, and you don't yeah. realize by putting yourself in the back seat, you are doing yourself and your family a big disservice. So kudos to you. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Reg, what Absolutely. were some of your highs during this time? Um, I think just being able to, it wasn't about getting like, so I almost cringe when I post a nice picture of myself, like when my body looks good, because that's not the kind of, um, persona that I want to portray to other women. I don't want women to look at me and be like, oh my gosh, her body's amazing. You know, I want them to see the the horrible pictures, the ones that I was very open about on social media. So the ones like with my fat rolls hanging out and like bad skin, like I want women to see that kind of stuff because I want them to be able to relate and be like, okay, cool. Like we can um, get there as well. So you're not going to find me posting like in a bikini and a mirror, like, Oh yeah, you're feeling so fresh today because um, Mm. 
I just don't support that kind of um, initiative from women and I just don't believe that it's going to be serving other women. Um, so I think definitely getting in shape was part of it, but getting my mind and my heart right in the process. So really just becoming confident in who I was, no matter how I looked, um, and being able to share that with other women. So definitely a massive high for me was Rise and, um, you know, the heart behind Rise and um discovering you know how we wanted to share it with other women and um you know being able to go forward and share it with other women is definitely a massive high for me for the year well look we love the real rachel we so do <laughs> and I'm, I, I like thank you on behalf of mm. women in south africa and abroad i suppose as well uh, for just yeah. being yourself yeah um it really it, it really does help um you know not seeing other women's flaws, but seeing other women's realness. Yeah, being genuine yeah. and and mm-hmm. looking at it and being like, well, I can do that too because she's a real person. So I yeah, mean- I think women are just so um, we so scared of being vulnerable because we so scared mm-hmm. that that's a doorway for people to come in and hurt us, and that's definitely not the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking at your vulnerability in a way that you can assist and help other women, it's a power. It's it's something very powerful that you can use. Um, but if you're looking at constantly as a weakness and like you have to be hard and you um, have to be strong and you have to put your walls up and don't let nobody like in and whatever, like do you boo? Like, no, that's not a thing. Like I think it's important for women to be vulnerable and um, because that's really assisting, you know, other women in their journey. That's such a nice thing to say. It's really so helpful because, I mean, there's obviously a ton of pressure out there um, being a yeah. public figure. Um, and yeah. for you to, to have that viewpoint um, is wonderful. What, what, what I would like to know is how do you deal with it and why do you choose to stay in the public eye? Because I can, uh, if, if I listen to your comment about what the guys were saying at the briar, I, I want crumbled. to cringe. I would have crumbled. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no. Um, we all, all of us women are so much stronger than a bunch of stupid little comments, honestly. That, that's, um, that's actually, I suppose, <laughs> what makes the difference, that, that perspective that you've got. Yeah. Um, I choose to do it because I believe that I have a testimony. I believe that I've experienced a lot and enough to be able to help a lot of women and maybe some things that they are struggling with. Um, we all obviously have a story and whether we choose to share it or not is completely up to us. I mean, no one should feel like they have to be sharing their story. I just believe that it's something I've been called to do and something that I'm comfortable enough to do. Um, and I really just uh, want to be able to assist and help other women in maybe some of the struggles that I've experienced and um, yeah, I just want to be able to, to help. So that's why I keep my profile public and also um, I don't care enough about what people think of me to hide the truth and the realness. So um, I see a lot of public figures, you know, maybe they've just had babies or whatever and they, they literally will not post how they look and that's totally fine. I mean, each to their own, that's no problem. But it just, they're so happy to do it once they look good again. And then it just makes women feel like, flip, I don't look like that. Like I can't share how I look and that shouldn't be the case at all. Like I think um, we should all feel comfortable to be able to post however we look in whatever state we're in because, you know, there's enough fake on social media already. So that's why I choose to do it because I, I don't care enough what other people think of me Mm. to, um, to hide it. So yeah. That's, uh, I suppose it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the cause behind it because if the, if the struggles you're, you are battling can help others, then, and that's mm. what you want to achieve, that's what's important to you. Yeah, that's, that's what's worth very, it. Very admirable. Rach, what's yeah. next on the cards, firstly for Rise mm-hmm. and secondly for Rachel? We have so much we want to do with Rise. Like, it's actually, um, I'm so excited. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Like when I tell some of my like close friends, they're like, are you crazy? <laughs> yes, absolutely we are. We, we are so crazy and we absolutely love it. That's and, how you know you're doing um, it right. <laughs> oh, my word, that was crazy. <laughs> but um, Cam is definitely the visionary part of Rise. So she can see like seven years from now what the plan is, where we're going, what we're doing. And I can literally only focus on what's next, like tomorrow 
and the meeting we have today or the shoot we have, you know, tomorrow or whatever. That's as far as I can think. So it kind of complements each other. But we have so much um, in the pipeline. Um, I can't, like, disclose all of it right now, but we've got amazing events. and We're trying to get to um, all the different cities. So where there's enough interest, we try and make an effort to get there. Um because we don't believe we don't need to serve a thousand goals at once. Like we believe in even twenty goals being able to, if one can be helped um, by what we're doing, then amazing, we'll be there. Um, so definitely, just to travel, I am about to um, be traveling to Australia for three weeks as well. So we're taking a little break and a bit of an admin break during that time. But um, yeah, we have massive amounts in the pipeline and we are keeping everyone super updated on our social media platforms. Um, and for me, um, I think just pouring my heart and soul into rise and everything that we're doing at the moment is so important. Um, we obviously have the world cup coming up later this year, um, which is going to require a lot of, uh, my support and <laughs> time and, um, yeah, just making sure like my kids are all settled and doing well in school. Um, but yeah, rise for me is really a priority at the moment and just continuing on my journey. So I don't want everyone to look at me as well and be like, wow, she's conquered, she's overcome. That's not at all the case. Like there are some things, yes, I have conquered and overcome, but I'm definitely still in a process. Um, so I'm very mindful of that and very mindful to be working on myself, you know, making sure I'm reading good books, listening to good podcasts, like, it's um, very important for me to just continue to work on myself. So definitely still in a process and I'm enjoying the process very much and I'm enjoying um, helping others in their process as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing your process with us and kudos to you on your journey. Kudos to you and Tam on Rise. I love this initiative and I want to hook all of our listeners up. So where can they find you? Um, So my Instagram, I'm mostly active on Instagram is at, uh, Rachel underscore Colisi and Tam is at Tam underscore oh no at Buds underscore by Tam um, on Instagram as well um, so we're super active we're always happy to DM uh, anyone who sends DMs um, so yeah if anyone needs any information they're welcome to contact us and we will get back to them for sure. Brilliant. And I believe that you have an Instagram live to get to, so we're going to let you go. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, and good luck Pleasure. with everything. Thanks, Rachel. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for having me. You too. You Cheers. Cheers. Okay, bye. Geez, so how great equalizer is she? <laughs> yeah. It's like she reads our minds almost <laughs> or, or the rise the rise initiative she yes. and tammy are just like they speak my language mm, they mm. speak your language as well hey? and the, the fact that it's so real that they're just the, the, the okay so she's cho- chosen to be in the in the public eye and and that's her choice very brave of her and um especially given the comments that that uh, she's received but that she manages to focus on the goal at hand for her and that it is a genuine reflection of of that it's this is her raw and real and unfiltered essentially and if anybody doubts um Rachel's intentions in life you just you just need to kind of look at the facts Mm. she does so much as a public figure for um, orphanages and other similar initiatives around the country that are helping to uplift those who are for lack of a better word downtrodden in this country Mm. Um, and that it, it started like you know how charity always starts at home it started with her family and kind of spread out and she's impacting South Africa in such a very real way, mm. and now with Tammy, even more so by empowering women. I mean, I don't know. This is this is in you know the the public eye, I suppose, but not not everybody would know that um, a few years ago, Rachel and Sia formally adopted um, Sia's half siblings, two half siblings, and those are the older two children that she is mama bear to. Mm. And honestly, I'm not sure how many women would have that kind of grace mm, mm. to to do that and to and to give of yourself in that way mm. exactly um to such a giving person yeah. yeah so i just want to spread the message further guys listeners 
take on this message of rising up, lifting and empowering other people and know that when you see something on Instagram or Facebook or even an article in the media, there's a human being behind that. Mm. Yeah, there's so much more to it and that they, and that she is just a real person. Yeah, don't be a dick, guys. And we are behind her because what she's doing is great. Yeah, I really need to quickly round off this, this discussion by reading what makes a rise woman. So this is sort of the um, mantra, the essence of this initiative by Tammy and Rachel is that rise women wake up with an urgency to live every day with intention. Mm. A kind of, yes, please, I'm taking on this day. Something mm. we could do a lot more of, Shani, Good heavens. Because we've yeah. got a lot more FMLs happening. Yes, yeah, and, and we should choose to, to, to live with intention more <laughs> than, oh my God, I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Rise women strive to find the perfect balance between achieving excellence and maintaining humility. Mm. So good. That, so good. That line is, is yeah. Yeah, that's um, food for thought. Yeah, that humility is something beautiful instead mm. of something that you should be ashamed of, you mm. know. Uh, rise women believe in the power of a compliment when we admire something about another woman, we tell her. I love this. I love that as I well. I love this. People are normally taken aback, but you know that you're actually going to be making their day, right? Exactly. Plus, you don't know what battles they're fighting. And, and if you're thinking, well, you're looking lovely or whatever the compliment is that's in your mind, why not say it? Just say that it, That person yeah. might be battling a terrible day and that might help them. So, fifth, uh, fifthly, rise women r- embrace their community because together we can achieve so much more. Mm. So flippant true. You know... We were all, all of us, we're all women battling the same challenges, the same hardships, the same judgments, all of those things. We should just stand together more. I, and we talk about it often, Charlene, especially in the momming community. Mm. There's so much of, if I need to put others down in order to make my decisions validated. Well, it's not like that, guys. Uh, you do you, whatever's good for your family and your life, that's, that's the journey That's you're your on. journey. And that doesn't mean that if somebody else took another decision for their family that they're wrong. Mm. And that's just in motherhood. Exactly. Extend it to womanhood and geez. And career choices, whether it's staying Amen. at home or working or all of that stuff. Yeah. Women need to be lifting each other up a lot more. All right. Rise women are kind to themselves, love on themselves, and believe they were made perfectly. Mm. Because, and this is something that Tammy said, I think, um, on Saturday when I was there um, at the Rise event, Rise Joburg, that if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're criticizing something, you are assuming that you weren't made perfectly. And it comes back to that topic that we discussed about body image. What are our children witnessing? How do they hear us talking about ourselves? And do you think your children were made imperfectly? Not Because mine is fucking perfect. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Never do I want him to look in the mirror and criticize his fat rolls. Or or doubt himself. Exactly. Arise women have no desire to be above any other woman, but rather to see others strive. Mm. Thrive. Strive and thrive. Yeah. Rise women believe in kindness above all and treat each other in the same gentle way they wish to be treated. I love that. I love it too. Mm, That makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Tammy and uh, Rach, (laughs) we see you and we salute you and we are behind you. Cheering from the bleachers. Yay. And thank you for inspiring us. Yeah, absolutely. you think is today's bottom line well it's twofold if i for me to summarize our first um segment on the mother load and the the emotional labor that we carry around with us i think what's worked for me in our household is just having a frank discussion and just be as honest as possible to say listen I know you well, and I know that what I'm going to say to you now will make you feel X, Y, and Z. Please try and keep an open mind. It's not intended that way. But this is how I feel. And 
can you help me a little bit more with X, Y, and Z? Or when I'm in a moment where you make me feel like I'm carrying this mother load, I will take an example to say, you see, this is what I'm referring to. I feel like I have to always think of everything. Not because you're not pulling your weight, but because this is a perfect example of those moments where I feel this way. And I think the more, and this is what helps for me in my relationship, the more I illustrate those moments to him, the more he gets it. And so I think communication, like with most relationships, unfortunately there's no way of getting around it because like the article says, the, the, the sheer fact that I have to have this conversation is emotional labor but there's no way around it no and I think it is just we're a product of our times mm. um our, I mean our guys are so involved mm. and um care so much about us feeling supported and equal quite right um and respect I feel like I can't complain really no we can't and and if I look at how respectful they are of how much you go through as a mom. I mean, I think Red mentioned to me the other day, he was texting his friends who are also fathers and he said to them, do any of you ever feel like you want to just say to your kids, can you leave a little bit of your mom left over for me? Because mm. you're like using her up. <laughs> yeah, stop that. <laughs> Not because he selfishly wants more of me, but because he can just see how they're just chipping, they're chipping away, away at me yeah. every day. And the responsibility of motherhood is chipping away at me. And he feels helpless in not being able to help me more. Oh man, it's so good that he sees that. But And then also I have to say, what really helps me and is cathartic almost for me is just for this feeling to have been put in words. Mm. This the, the redundancy of me worrying about um, small things, worrying about, it, well, it's not really small, I suppose, worrying about how Elijah's going to take Ray coming back and then having to go to school, mm. how it's going to work on him emotionally. Having, was, having to worry about all the big things as well as every little thing. I looked in his cupboard yesterday and we were choosing pajamas for the night and whatever. And I looked at his um, previous set of summer pajamas and I went, shit, I need to remember to get some summer pajamas for when the months get warmer so that I'm not caught with my pants down when he needs to move into a different, a different size. Because yeah. these, these ones aren't going to fit him. I know. <laughs> Why am I thinking about that now? <laughs> because if I don't, no one else will think about it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the bottom line for me is if I don't do it, nobody else will. Yeah. And that is almost, that's being a mom. And the, the thing that makes me feel good about it almost or better about it is that it was put into words and that I'm not the only one. Yes, you're not alone in this. And then also in amongst Everything we have to do on the daily, which brings me to my next takeaway with our segment from um, Rachel, is just that we are all in this together. We're all battling these same challenges, even though they might be uh, sugar-coated in a different way or presented in our lives uh, or manifest in a different way in each of our lives. We are all moms and women and parents and dads battling these same right. challenges. And instead of being hard on ourselves so much and hard on each other, just resign ourselves or surrender ourselves to the fact that we're doing the best that we can. Everybody is battling some kind of a of a, a battle or a challenge, whether it be emotional labor or something in the public eye. We're all real human beings and we should just cut ourselves some slack and be kind to one another. Right. We're all in the same boat, guys. And especially for fellow parents, kids are the great equalizer. And they remember, do. when you look at that Instagram feed, there's a person behind it. And when you're looking at that perfectly manicured mommy um, with her perfect looking husband at the kiddies party, they've also got their shit that they're battling. Exactly. And and rather than looking at it and being, being like, oh, you're come here and be all flippin' perfect when I don't have my shit together. Try and condition our minds to be like, look at what she's achieved. And my go goodness. and tell her, actually, yeah. because she probably needs to hear it that day. Yeah, quite right. Charlene, how about we keep talking? 
this is a good idea. As always, <laughs> we want our listeners to, to be engaged. You know this. We say it every week. We want to keep chatting about these topics. Specifically this week's episode, I'd love to hear if... Please tell us that we're not the only yeah. nags in what, the world. What, you, what should you not have to ask for? Exactly. Uh, weigh in on this, uh, swear, rant, cry, moan, laugh, do all of the things that, that we do in these episodes. <laughs> Share your, your stories with us. DM us a voice note on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast. Or record one on your phone and hit us up over email, thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. I need to dust out the cobwebs of that um, email address guys so give me an excuse <laughs> yes 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 we need to clear it out properly <laughs> um, also feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts with the hashtags bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moment if something happens in your day or in your life where you're just like oh my god this is an epic fail just take a pic of it or just send us a message to let us know we want to connect with you and we want to hear about your your daily parenting struggles or or achievements always let us know we're not alone your support is so important to us and you have no idea how much every like love comment and share means to us don't forget to review us also on apple Podcasts or rate us on facebook and hit the subscribe button so you can be updated with when our new episodes are live the more we are seen the better this podcast will do and the better we will be for you mm -hmm. and in case you missed it we are now on the parenty website <laughs> So for more of us, as well as some relevant real parenting content, head on over to the Citizens website and make a beeline for the Parenty platform. Yeah, go check it out. For those of you who haven't heard of it yet, it is a, a, a wonderful parenting uh, a platform, which resource, is part of... Resource, no, no judges resource, by yes, the way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Lots of different uh, content and part of the Citizen uh, newspaper stable, so Hit, hit them up and check it out. And don't forget, uh, we still have a competition running with Nurture One Nesting Cushions. Yeah, um, the rules are simple. Uh, just like and follow The Great Equalizer on Facebook or Instagram and do the same with Nurture One. Then tag a fellow mom or mom-to-be in the comments and share to your stories for an extra entry. We've had some really enthusiastic I know, we've had <laughs> such nice... And you, you can see when the listeners are like tagging and tagging and posting and sharing, <laughs> like they really want to win this. So we're very excited to give away that prize. Don't forget to tag us though when you do... When you do interact with the, the competition posts, um, the competition runs until the 29th of July, until 12 sharp. That's 12 noon. Um, so uh, there's still a bit of time. And uh, yeah, go and check it out. And don't forget to enter. So guys, I think that's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom game, game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. For something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.